When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost. Bruno Blaze and Jesse coming at you as the Avs. Look, they just won 6-2 after winning 7-1, boys. Are they back? I mean, they. I, I said it during the first period. And, I, dude, there is just – there's different speed to their game. There's different snap in their passes. They. I, I don't know if, if – because, I mean, obviously, it's two games. You want to feel good, but you don't want to get carried away. But these last two games without Nathan McKinnon are exactly what you wanted to see. You now start thinking about, all right, well, now you add Nathan McKinnon back into this group who's, you know, sitting upstairs watching them just fly. Yeah. He's got to be ja- – like, they're, if they're not back already, they're getting there, man. The trend's headed in the right direction, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. It's. I mean, I'm having a hard time recalling all the damn goals. I've <laughs> yeah. there's, been, uh, there's been 13 of them in the past 72 oh, hours goodness. for the Avs. So. PP2 looking great. Power play Power goes play. off. Another, another shorty. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, thank God they're playing them. Uh, no, dude, but seriously, all, all jokes aside, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys took notice of that but there was a power play coming out of a tv timeout yep and pb2 rolled out there and they, they didn't they score them first and but. and but they had good zone time good pressure and then that first unit went out there and uh didn't do a comfort and burkowski got pulled off for megna and johnson <laughs> yeah. about halfway through that so uh yeah no that i mean great back-to-back games how do you feel anything other than just yeah you've yeah. got to be feeling great if you're the abs yeah. right now you're vibing on this one they're over 500 again yep Obviously, both games ended up not being close. Look, against Vancouver, the Avs brought their A game top to bottom. They kind of just dunked on that team from start to finish. This one started a little bit slow. They did slow not slow and sloppy. Yeah, they didn't get a shot on goal for the first five minutes of the game. They end up giving up the first goal of the game, but they had the response that you haven't really seen from this team yet this year, 100%. right? Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's what it was. Again, like if you just go back a week. Even when they had that 2-1 lead against Columbus, once Columbus started pushing, you just felt them kind of start, you know, start to recoil, recoil, recoil. And it wasn't that you didn't have that feeling at all tonight. Slow, sloppy start. They get down by one. The shots were nine to one. They get that power play. And the power play looked great. The power play did exactly what you needed it to, and then it got a goal. Like yep, it was yep. just everything you wanted out of that moment. And they never look back the rest of the game. And that is just not the response we've seen this season. And it's the response we saw all of last year. This game tonight, Ruto, like, like you're right. Like Two nights ago, they brought their A game. They just smothered Vancouver. Tonight was just San Jose's playing well. They're a good team. They're, they're feeling themselves a little bit. And the ask him, are like, yeah, no, that's cool. But we're just better than you. Yeah. Yep. Even without Nathan McKinnon, we are just flat out better than you. And then Darcy Kemper, these last, I, I mean, since what, game two or three is doing exactly what you want him to do for you. Yeah. I, I think particularly in the first period, right, with a slow yeah. start, yeah. he gives up the one goal, which credit to Logan Couture. That thing oh was nuts. 
that shot was crazy. The one-timer from uh, yeah. the from the boards yeah. that was upstairs <laughs> in the corner. Nothing you can do about uh, but that. But right, right, he right. gives up that impossible to stop shot and then holds it down. Yeah, make sure the it doesn't get out of hand and the Avs come back and do their thing. Well, and, and he just there was a it was in the first period. I don't remember whose shot it was, um, but it was a it was a nice kind of like fast break for San Jose, and they dropped the puck high. Uh, <laughs> they dropped the puck high, and whoever it was that that trailer who was coming late, I mean, was just able to walk right down the middle of the ice. Kemper came way out, challenged him. It was a huge rebound, but he kicked it to a place where you're comfortable. That's what a confident goalie looks like. He's coming out, using his angles, taking away you know net. He's not sitting back on the goal line. You know, look he like he looked when he first got here at the beginning yeah. of the season, uncomfortable. He looks like he's settling into the system. He trusts his teammates a little bit more. Um, it- it's the whole team, really. Yeah, that looks like they're settling in a little bit. Um, you know, they're not going to win six, two, seven, one every night, but right, right, right. They're starting to look more comfortable. the The little details are getting cleaner and cleaner. Well, and it's it's again, it's against a couple opponents that, yeah, you like in all in all honesty, even without Nathan McKinnon, the Avs should have won these last two games the way yeah. they did. And again, that was what was so upsetting about the Columbus series or series, you know, back to back games was. That's a team you should have beat, and not only did you lose, you blew two leads in the third period, and you honestly kind of got outplayed. These were games where you made a great point. Darcy Kemper kept it from getting out of hand. He kept them in it. They weathered the storm, and then they pushed back. They hadn't been doing that. It's it's everyone top to bottom. The uh, the whole chat talking about Devontae's, he scores that first power play goal for the Avs. Blaze, we were talking about this during the game. Does he have the best clapper on the Avs blue line? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. What, what does that mean, though? He, like, he gets pucks through. He gets pucks through. He and that's get pucks through, but you're not looking at his slap shot going, wow, that's top tier. Right, but right, it, right. it is the probably the best on the avalanche. Well, and, and I think it's because he can get – because I fully agree. Like, if you just lined them all up, I think Kale McCarr's got a heavy shot from the point. Taves just – he gets those pucks through low. He gets them on net, and they're just—they're always threatening for a scoring chance. Yeah, right? this, we, we were having a little bit more in depth of a conversation about it too. It was more just along the lines of pure slap shot. Oh, 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 oh! I'm McCarr's sorry, McCarr. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. 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 Oh, just like the like. Okay, yeah. I don't know. It's great. It's going in. So yeah, everyone yeah, loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't uh, complain about it at all. <laughs> uh, so, I mean. We'll get to some of the defense in a little bit. I, I do want to mention McCarr, though. <laughs> An interesting night for him. It, it did feel like when he went to shoot the puck, he, eh, not quite all the way there, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his his feet are going again, though, yeah. which is what's good, because that's where he's... His shot is great, and it's such a weapon from back there, but that pass he had to Landeskog in the Vancouver game, yeah. him getting down low and distributing... <laughs> That's, I mean, that's that's his game. But yeah, when when one of your best shooters on the team, defense or not, is pulling up like that, <laughs> doesn't feel great. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, but it, but but it was it was great, guys. Honestly, like they they just really do look like they are they are yeah. buying back in. Yep. Um, you know, we talked about it on a on I think yesterday's show, Jared Benner and Devon Taves talked about. There were a few guys that have that got some bumps and bruises that have been sitting out of practice, and they kind of forced everyone back into practice last week because they felt that was the part that they were missing. Guys weren't on the same page. They're needing to clean up those details. 
and they got in a few good days of practice with almost a full team, and like it's it's made a huge difference, clearly. And and you know out there at practice yesterday, they, like they're feeling good. It was an optional skate this morning. There's only a dozen guys. They're laughing, joking, you know, smacking sticks around, stuff like that. Like th- there's just different life back to them. It's incredible how quickly that confidence can come back. Yeah. And, it switches. And it's just they they win one game seven one. They go out tonight and take care of business, and all of a sudden they're back on top. And like, and you know what I honestly, it's not even just because it's really easy to sit there and be like, oh wow, two blowout wins. You got to be feeling good. It's the way they've played. Especially tonight. Right. Yeah, 100%. Where it's just like they're, they're taking care of the little details. They're, they're, guys are getting back. Guys are moving their feet. They're creating lanes again. All stuff they didn't do any of during, during the first 10 games. And that's why even those wins felt like, even, you know, we, we joked with that first Columbus game. We said, even if they come back, you don't feel great about tonight. Even if you come back and steal two points, you're still pretty upset about the way you played. And it's, it's complete opposite these last two games. They are just doing everything so well. And I want to park some time at some point to talk about Logan O'Connor. because We'll get to oh, O'Connor. Yeah. We'll, get oh, to, yeah. we'll get to a bunch of names. <laughs> kind of want to try and keep it relatively chronological here. So, Blaze, when is Mike Rowe going to have Aiden Hill on dirty jobs? Because <laughs> Nazem Kadri left that man in a pile of filth. Dude. Oh my God! Talk about just waiting out a goalie and then just finding a nice little empty place to set the puck in. He could have probably went to his forehand and just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. placed it in the back of the Slides net. Slides the puck into yeah. Even before that, like the pass that Nukes came to him, Nukes pass, Woo. that saucer pass, that takes some touch right there, and yeah. that set the whole thing in motion. Actually, that whole play, even before that, all the, the way breakout, up the ice, yeah, yeah, everything was clicking on that play. Well, you know, we've we've. There's been a lot of conversation about, uh, you know, Nichushkin over the last couple of years. When they first brought him in, I always really liked it because I always like those buy low kind of like ladder, uh, lottery scratchers. And I thought <laughs> it was an interesting one. And he was he was good enough that first year that, you know, you were like, yeah, wow, we, we got our value out of this minimum player. They re-signed him, and he's a guy that he seems like – like, I don't know if, if he – would leave this off because his, his contract's up after this season, right? Or has he got one more year? No, this, it's up it's, after this Yeah, season, after this yeah. one. That's a guy that I could legitimately see, especially if they were to win a, a cup or something, stay here on a lesser deal because he just fits in so well with what they do here that that is someone who I really do think, I think he's a really good player. I think he's got a lot of, he's got a great skill set. He's got great size, but he just fits in so well yeah. that he, I don't know if he would be as successful within... Uh, other systems around the I, league. The thing is, I don't think he'll be as successful, and some team's going to pay him way too much to be not as successful. Yeah, yeah, well, especially if there's cup in there. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I guess yeah. I, actually, I actually take that back. If they win the cup, he's gone to the highest bidder. Some team's going to yeah. pay him $5 million. But, but, but that is exactly the type of guy who has an okay season. He does a lot of good things. And then he has, like, the Brian Bickle run where yep. he, he puts up, you know, they, they, they play 20 seven playoff games and he puts up 25 yeah, points or something right. like that pays him way too and, much and they and they <laughs> win a cup and and he doesn't win uh you know the con smite but everyone's like oh it should have been him <laughs> and yeah he goes out and gets paid yeah five by three and it's like whoa <laughs> contract whoa, looks like yeah. an anchor six games into the season yeah yeah but i mean like dude he's he's honestly like he's been great for the abs in just a few games he's been back yeah. and obviously if val nachushkin is your linchpin between blowing you know, third period leads to Columbus and winning seven to one. You have different issues, but he does just he adds a different element 
and this, so I'm going to say this at face value, it's going to sound insane, but in the same way that like Jack Eichel does in Vegas, and what I mean by that is just him slotting in there allows everyone to go down to where they should be playing, yeah. and they're playing against appropriate competition, and you're not asking anybody to play up in your lineup. Yeah, it's, and it's a boon in in the way that he fills a hole on the team when he comes right. when he came back, and right? then it's helping like, that he's playing some of the best hockey we've seen him play in his time here, yeah. which like that's great. But uh, no, seriously, like it's he's showing that he is a bigger difference on this team than maybe we thought preseason when he was first put on that second line. There might be some cats though on those uh, third and fourth lines yeah. that are looking to kind of move up the ranks a little bit as well after yeah what you're starting to see out there tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Things are good in the scoring department oh. for the entire Avs lineup. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> no man, I uh, Alex Newhook just this morning, I, I saw him at morning skate and he just looked ready to go. Yeah. Um, and I, sorry to cut you off. No, no, but no. The part I love most about Alex Newhook's game tonight wasn't the goal; it was every time that dude stepped in the ice. Puck goes into the offensive zone. He's the first one he to was it. Skating, he's the first dude. one to it. Moving his feet. And, and again, that was what, in my opinion, was missing from when he was here last. I think maybe he he stepped into the playoffs. He played really well. He got a goal. I don't know. Maybe there was a, a little bit of thought like, oh, easy league. Cool. I, I can jump right in here. And that's a little bit of what he looked like to start the season. Oh, I can just come in and be the guy I've always been because I've always just kind of sifted to the top. And he had to go back down to the AHL and remember how he plays, and he looks like he remembers yep. how he plays. But since coming back from that, right, no, got, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like now he looks awesome. like like he knows. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I get it. I, I'm I'm catching up to the speed, and like tonight, to your point, like he was setting the tone on a lot of those shifts with yeah. his skating. Yeah, yeah, he was moving his legs, and it was off. It's. When the player is doing the things that they need to be doing, sometimes it's super obvious. And with yeah. Newhook, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's an NHL. <laughs> right, right. Got it. Well, and, and, dude, that was the thing that struck me this morning at Morning Skate was just the way he, even just like the warm-up drills, the way he skates through the neutral zone, his shot. I was sitting there, I said, that's an NHL player. Like, that is an NHL player. He's just got to figure out how to put it together. And tonight he did that. And, again, moving his feet. And he gets himself in in almost an identical situation as the St. Louis goal in the yeah, playoffs last year. exactly the right, same. Right. Yeah. Just got himself to the right area, and and then he's he has an NHL level finishability. And yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's what he needs to do. And seriously, Blaze, like you are one hundred percent right. Val Nichushkin is is looking great, but if Alex Newhook keeps getting you know progressively better every game. He's gonna be knocking on that door real quick, yeah. and and you hope that that pulls you know better out of that entire second line because that's a guy that depending on how comfortable you're feeling, you can plug him in anywhere on that second line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chat's talking about this a lot, so I want to get to it. JT Comfer leaves the game with an upper body injury. Bednar, as uh, I think Tiffany put the the comment in chat, thank you very much. Says he's not doing particularly well, but you know they're gonna reevaluate as they always do. Yeah, so. It's not exactly clear where the injury happened. The assumption is it was that interference hit that he took. Uh, he took another shift after that, went up and down the ice pretty hard, kind of slowed up and keeled over a little bit and skated off the ice, took one more <laughs> shift uh, where he was out there for like eight seconds and was like, nah, can't go. Uh, didn't return to the game. We'll see where he's at. It has been zero days since an Seriously. avalanche injury. 
Yeah, here, can we get that graphic at some point? Just yeah. like a days since last injury, like tear off. I can definitely do that. For yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. By the end of the week, <laughs> y'all guys have. It. I don't think it'll be a lot of work. I think you're gonna need to make one page that says it's zero, zero and we'll just be able to it. keep yeah. using it every day. So another injury, obviously gonna be problematic. I'm sure there's something we'll probably talk about Monday and Tuesday of next week, a little bit more in depth, depending on how Comfer is doing. Uh, but the flip side of that is, for the second half of this game, the Avs kind of settled into a top line where essentially Landeskog was playing center, yeah. uh, and then obviously Rantanen on the wing, and then they kind of rotated some guys through. Burkowski was up there, Logan O'Connor was up there. Blaze, how do you set the first line if Comper is going to miss miss more time? Oh man, that is a hard one right now. I thought uh, LOC played pretty well up there. I'll say I don't think it's very hard at yeah. all. <laughs> Seriously, just, just ride Logan. All I right. think it's Logan O'Connor, man. Like I, 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 the coaching staff believes in that dude, and he is getting better every single game. He's got back-to-back games with a goal, back-to-back game with shorthanded points, and that dude just—I mean, I mean—he is literally becoming a tone setter for this team with just the way he plays. Um, <clears throat> maybe it doesn't stick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Logan O'Connor kind of gets exposed there. But for me, I'm at least rolling it in practice I, the next couple days. I don't know how you can say he gets exposed there right now. I mean, right. I was pretty dead set on him being a fourth liner this preseason, yeah. and he has made me eat some serious crow <laughs> so far. Well, and, and again, I mean, maybe he does. I, I made this reference the other day. Very different players, but maybe he does kind of become your John Mitchell where you can get away with it for two, three games, and then it starts getting a and little too much. And then you bring them back down. Right, right, yeah. right. But like, yeah. when you've got this upcoming schedule that you do, you got Ottawa, you got Vancouver, you got Seattle. Teams you can definitely right, get away yeah. with. Right, and, and yeah. it's like, why not give it a look? Reward the kid for everything he's done. And now, you know, again, I asked him uh, after the last game where his confidence level is at, and he said that his confidence is coming. My favorite part was he goes, honestly, I feel like I'm getting plenty of scory chances. I need to bear down more. So, like, that's him saying, yeah. look, I'm getting myself there, and I'm just not finishing, and now they're starting to go in. Yeah, I mean, what you hit on right there is the confidence thing, right? Your coach puts you in that 1C. I mean, that's – or wherever they Seriously? put him on, the, the, on that line, that's, like – that's going to build the confidence for that kid even more. Yeah. Hey, I, you're centering Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen <laughs> yeah. tonight. Like, you, you, again, you see how it goes. And the great news is you've got Nazem Kadri, you've got Tyson Jost, you've got yep. guys who played, you know, and they used Landeskog tonight. You have an entire roster of guys you can plug in there if it doesn't go well. Um, I, I think that's the great thing about the position LOC is in. You put him on either of the top two lines, and they're like, hey, man, you're third banana. Yeah, go, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. go out there and just be the extra guy. Right, right, third right. banana. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, go go dig pucks out. Go yeah. the energy. And if you're good enough at it, you can pick up five points in the next yeah. two games. Exactly. Like, yeah, I just, I, to me, your other lines are rolling. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Put Logan O'Connor up there and, and, you know. Yeah, you don't want to break apart that second line right now. No. No, yeah, you're not touching. Yeah. You're not touching Kadri. He's he's yeah. he's vibing. Uh, all right, we got to do these victory shots. Uh, shout out to Travis. I was uh, ambushed by this. This is horrible. I can't. <laughs> oh, what? A, I mean, you don't have to do it if you got to drive. We understand. It's good. So. Shout out to Travis from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, who brought us this amazing whiskey. That's way too good for what we should be drinking. But absolutely, cheers. After the last two games, we got to do got to do some winner shots. So, yep. cheers, chat. 
Wow. All right, that's really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> for whiskey. <laughs> it was horrible, but it was really good. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, still I whiskey, whiskey at the end of the day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> love it. All right. So, with that out of the way, let's talk about the Avs defense. Obviously, no Bone Byram tonight, which is unfortunate. Bummer. But that defense is back, yo. Yeah. Maybe the Avs aren't all the way back, but that defense is back. (laughs) Uh, Our king of the game, Sam Gerrard. I, it was not particularly a tough decision. <laughs> uh, no, no. Yes, yes, that's go. the face we need for Sammy. Perfect. Ooh. Well done, Yahir. Four-point night. Uh, the dude was a monster tonight. He set up New Hook's goal with a beautiful pass. Had a couple of other great plays tonight. And I love, love the four shots on goal from yep. Sammy. Yeah. Yes, he's not a great shooter. But when you do that, teams have to respect it. They yeah. have to understand that you're willing to put the puck on net, and that opens up some of the passing lanes that he can take advantage of. Well, and I think he's—I he think he is a better shooter than he leads on sometimes because he won't shoot. <laughs> like, like he when and, and you know he's not—he's no Devon Taves, am I right? Yeah. Uh, no, but you know, like when he, when he gets when he gets into space, like he he can put the puck in that. Like he's shown it throughout his yeah. career. He scored some big goals for the Abs. True, um, but honestly, that. That Sam Gerrard drop pass to Devon Taves is becoming one of my favorite plays. Yeah. They they got guys on it last year, a bunch, a bunch. They got so many guys on it, or you know goalies on well, it. It was the nice little wrinkle tonight, right, where yeah. he walks in a little bit deeper and then turns and passes it back instead of the straight drop. But. Yep. Yeah. Was, yeah. He 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 gives a little bit of like a, you know an angle to it, and uh, he does a good job of selling that walk in. And to your point, when you're shooting the puck, you. you you force them to respect you walking in a little bit more. Yep. yep. And and that opens up that drop pass. And seriously, I think Taves had three or four on that exact play last year. So that's becoming something for them that is, you know, something that they want to keep going back to. It's a reliable play for them. Yeah. I mean, talk about the confidence part there too. The La Tornade came out as well, yeah. which you yeah. haven't seen. Like he hasn't he felt really, it. it. These last two games he's been – You've gone. Oh, all right. This is Sam Gerrard. Yeah, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, he he does. He looks he looks good. And and that's the thing with all these guys. Like they know when you're playing at that level. Like you know when your game is lacking. Yeah. And that's that's the tough part. Right. Like that's what separates the the great players from the good players is how you know are you able to overcome that. Um, and that's what's encouraging about these last two games. They're showing that they have the ability to overcome that stuff. Yep. Definitely. It's a uh, it feels like it arrived a little bit later than people wanted it to. Yeah. Certainly later than I wanted it <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But it, it feels like the abs are getting there now. Yeah, and and look, t- t- trying my hardest to not turn this directly into an excuse, <laughs> there have been several legitimate things that if you look at the beginning of the season, it's like you, you haven't been playing up to your standard. But you, as we learned this week... They've had very few practices where everyone's been there. Yep. They've had even fewer games where everyone's been there. <laughs> Every game for a while, you had a different line. I think this was what? The first? And actually, no. Byram came out. Yep. I, I don't think they've had consecutive games where they've run the same lineup twice. Yeah, I don't. I, maybe there were like two games, like game six or seven or something. Maybe. But, yeah, maybe. But they haven't had a fully healthy lineup yet. 
Like, right, and th- I think this was seriously the first game where the forward core stayed together from one game to the next. And then and now, and now comes out. Yeah. out. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you're going to have to shake it up again. But, like, the good part about what you're seeing is that they are remembering who they are, what their system is, system is um, and, and what they're capable of. And that was what got them back into that Dallas series two years ago. You were abs- It was Nathan McKinnon and the boys. Like, it was just <laughs> Nathan McKinnon and then everyone else. And they pushed that to seven games because they stuck to their identity. And when, when they're doing that, that is why, you know, a few games ago we were talking about, is Jared Bednar on the hot seat? It's, you see these last couple games, it's like, that's why, I, in my opinion, he's so far from the hot seat because when this team is bought into what they're doing, honestly, they are deep enough that you can weather a few injuries and still and still just beat teams into the ground yeah. because your depth is just that good. And if you're playing consistent, there's only a handful of teams that can stick with them. Absolutely. I mean, if you're not aware of like his coaching tenure, Seriously. He's won at every damn level, like, except emphasis, for the NHL. Emphasis on every, like, yeah. literally, down to, like, squirt hockey. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, mites. He's, district you know, champions. Mites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere he's gone, he's won, he's won whatever the highest championship level is. And he, he's never done it in his first couple of, well, I mean, I take that back. But, you know, it doesn't happen in his first couple of years. The fact that he took this team from 48 points in a season where he had every excuse to, to you know, be like, not my fault. Yeah, pack it in. Let's go. He owned it. He wore that. And they've never looked back. Yep. yep. And and you watch these games like the last couple nights, and it's where it's where you get confidence in JT Comfer's out. Who cares? Yeah, next and, man up. Let's go. And after game 10, that was the question. The question was like, Jared Bednar is a good coach, but can he continue to motivate this team? Right. And the last two games, the answer has been a hard yes. <laughs> and and seriously, I, I tweeted this out, I think, uh, yesterday at practice. <clears throat> Again, <laughs> you're riding really high after 13 goals in yeah, two it, games, easy, right? Easy to be yeah. up it's, right it's now. It's 13 to 3 in two games, so you're, you're feeling really good. But what you're feeling better about is that they looked the way that you've expected them to look. And that's the stuff where you say that you're not going to have it every night. But as long as they remember that they can play like this, and that's what I think these last couple of games have done. Oh, yeah, this is how it looks. And when it looks like this, this is how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think they're just they're getting bought back in. They had a beginning of the season where they had a bunch of excuses, and some of them were valid. Well, they didn't. I'm not saying they made excuses, but they had every right to have excuses. And and they just I think they're finally starting to put that past them. I think the big part of it is, you know, they're not they're not settling for excuses. These last two games they could have said, Well, we didn't have Nathan McKinnon. Right, right, right. But instead they went out and dominated two hockey teams. Right. And and Again, not saying that they ever made excuses, but this could be exactly the type of thing that a team like this who is seriously, in the last couple of years, they've struggled to push back. Again, in that Dallas series, they eventually did, but it was one of those things where you pushed back enough to get it to a coin flip. And when you're leaving it to a coin flip, it, it's tough to be, you know, it's tough to feel like any injustice, right? Yep. Um, and and they're it looks like they're learning how to push back in the face of a lot of adversity. They had every reason to feel bad for themselves, feel sorry for themselves. After those first 10 games, we've had a ton of injuries. We're under 500. Nothing's really gone our way. But they, they said, 
no, we need everyone to be at practice. We need to get on the same page, and we need to get this corrected. And through two games, they're doing it against teams that they should have done it against, and, and you hope that that just propels them forward. And once that schedule starts picking back up come December, it, you're feeling good. It came late, but not too late. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hope, not, right? It's certainly not too late. Yeah, trending yeah. in the right direction. We're trending, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying not to, like, be way too optimistic. Because, like, these last two games, like, they, like they've been phenomenal. Yeah. Of course. They've been phenomenal. And, again, I'm just excited that it's, it's reminding us, and I think it's reminding them, this is what you're capable of. Go out and play like this on 90, 85% of nights. And you'll you're be gonna fine. beat a lot of teams. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna beat, beat a lot of teams yeah. with this hockey game. Uh, uh, not particularly, uh, particularly challenging either. Even with a, a first ten minutes of the hockey game that weren't great. Well, and didn't this feel like last year though, where even in those close games early on, you just felt you're comfortable. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna they'll put one in, yep. and and they'll be good. A couple nights ago against Vancouver, it was three nothing, and I almost tweeted out. At the start of the second period, the Avs need this. The Avs need the next one because that that three nothing lead we've seen it disappear a thousand times over the last ten years in the <laughs> NHL. But like that was just one of those things where it's like you guys need to go out and get the next one and just bury these guys because if you would have given up, you know, had they given one up late in the first, it's just that seed of doubt, and they just need to prove themselves. We we're not going to give one up. In fact, we're going to go get the next one. We're going we're gonna to dominate this team the way we should, like we have for the last two years. And they're just getting that confidence back across the board where now I think if they get rolling like this, you got Ottawa coming up, Seattle, you get those wins, and now suddenly a loss doesn't yeah. completely put, shut you yeah. down put the way Put 500 in the rearview mirror. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You're never yeah. going yeah. back. Yeah. That's yeah. a great yeah. way yeah. to look yeah. at yeah. it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Amazing way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. We got over that hump. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yep. yeah. You're exactly. not looking back. Oh, uh, now you want to, to get it. into those close games, though. Yeah. I mean, right now, like you want to build that confidence up, right? The blowouts are great; they're fun, but they gotta understand how to play the hockey when it's down to crunch time, right? Where it's a one goal game, they need to tie it up, or they're up by one. How do you close out a team? Not let them back in the third period. Yeah. And and see, that to me is what these types of games tonight and two nights ago are great for because you were able to pull away, but it just reinforces that lesson of you got to lead. Keep playing the way you're playing. You don't yep. need to defend this Barry lead necessarily. Yeah. yeah, necessarily. Like, you know, and, and the great part is, you know, like we've mentioned a thousand times, if you do need to get into that situation where you are having to defend, you have a, you have a phenomenal decor yeah. and you've got a lot of guys in your lineup that are, you know, forwards in your lineup that are very defensively savvy. So you're comfortable playing that, but these have just been great lessons and keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop what you're doing to defend the lead. And that's what they did all last season. And then when you got into close games, you'd get into that kind of crunch time and suddenly it's just the abs carrying the puck out of the zone yeah. a dozen times in a row because they're still pressing. They get the empty net, you know, and, and then you get out of there. And that's what I think these types of games have been great for reinforcing. It's great the pucks are going in. Just keep pressing, keep playing the way you've been playing all game. Absolutely. It's a problem that plagues teams from from five years old all the way through yeah. the NHL. You get a lead and you just want to defend it. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. lose. Keep playing to win. Yeah. No shifts off in the NHL. No shifts off. Bury teams. And that's where Logan O'Connor, seriously, going back to this, 
why I think he'd be great on that top line. Because watch him. It doesn't matter if the Avs are down by four with five minutes left, or it's a game like tonight where they're up 6 2. His legs are moving at 100 miles an hour every time he's on yeah. the ice. And that's the, the team well, is following. That's what Nathan McKinnon does, right? That's what the team yeah. follows. And, and I think uh, two conversations I want to have there. One, the reason I think you like Logan O'Connor there over Alex Newhook is you've brought Alex Newhook back to this team and you've gone, play center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just leave him in the 3C or 4C, whatever you want to call that line spot, and let him do his thing and he'll be just fine. Yeah. And then the other side of it is you're Nathan McKinnon. You're still a couple weeks away from this team. And a lot of what it felt like with McKinnon before he went out with injury is, is he trying to do a little bit too much? Yep, 100%. You see the team without him go win 7-1, 6-2, and it's like, oh, all right, this team's okay without me. <laughs> and, and, and so I think there's two things to that. One, I 100% agree that he was trying to do too much. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But two, I also think this is good. He was in the building tonight watching the game. I think it's good for him to see because it's a great reminder for him that you don't need to do it all. Yeah. Blaze, I'm sure you know on the teams you coach right now, teams you played with growing up, even you know, you, you know your beer league skates yeah. every week, there's always those guys who are a step above everyone else, right? They are the best players in the rink. When that team, when your team starts to lose and you're those guys, it's, okay, well, I'm just going to go do it then. I'm just going to go get us back in the game. And you stop passing. You start trying to force stuff that's a little too cute. You're taking low percentage shots and you're passing up on high percentage shots to make the extra pass because it's like, I need to go get us yeah, back into this you're game. You're looking for the perfect opportunity, right. the perfect pass, the perfect shot. To prove you're the hero everyone yeah. says you are. And it's like, and, then, and that's when you screw up the most right. because you're just thinking about everything too much. Right. And it's like, you don't need to go be the hero. Yeah. You need to go be part of what is already great and you need to be the greatest piece of it. Yeah. And I think just Nathan McKinney seriously just getting to watch these last couple games cool i need to go out and do what makes me great they're all good yeah uh we have a couple super chats here that we can get to real quick <laughs> thank you henry and unleash loc yes let's go, <laughs> let's go. both of them are LOC one c one c lo one c is loc young daddy denim is he a i mean he's definitely a roster lock yeah. that dude is not coming out of the lineup there's no way right now. He's yeah. an NHL player. Seriously. Yeah. No doubt. Give me about that, that shirt, side. Blaze L O one C. Wearing it every day. I think my Mac might have something to say about that when he comes back. In parentheses, win Max out. Like right underneath in parentheses, win Max out. L O if Mac is hurt, one C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fine print. Fine print. Uh <laughs> I like your guys' direction, but nah. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I, I mean seriously, I, I am I am all in on Logan O'Connor. I, I think he's he's just he's got the right mindset, dude. He is someone that he's he's hungry to be on the roster, and when you have yeah. a guy that is that is fighting every single day to be on the roster, we talked about it last week with those games in Columbus, and I said I said it's it's. Weird that you have an, an effort issue right now with how many guys you have on the on the roster that don't really belong there. Yeah. And Logan O'Connor's never been part of that problem. Nope. He plays every game like he could be sent down to the Eagles tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And it's because he's playing like that where I legitimately think if you're missing comfort for your next game, honestly, Logan O'Connor is 
to, in my eyes, the favorite to take that oh, 1C yeah. spot. While Huge caveat, without Mac, without Comfer. <laughs> but he's earned that right, in my opinion, to get first crack at that before you... Because that, that cadre line's going great. Don't break yeah, that up. Don't yep. Do not touch Nazem Kadri. If, right if, now. <laughs> if, if you can find a way to keep Nazem Kadri going and, and keep that top line afloat and get some... Com- like, to your point, Blaze, about suddenly Logan O'Connor, hey, Jerry Bendard's coming to you saying that you're centering two Olympic-caliber players. Yep. Your, your confidence is going through, through the roof. Through the roof, man. That's an <laughs> awesome feeling. The roof. So <laughs> the other part of this conversation, if Comfer is out, becomes who else do you bring up into the lineup? And, oh, well, the Avs claimed a guy <laughs> yeah. off waivers yeah. today. Uh, Nick Obey yes. Kubel. I think LOC is better than Calvert. <laughs> and PEB. I, I'll give you PEB. Jerry's still out on Calvert. We'll see on that. I'm all in. I'm all in on LOC. <laughs> LO1C, excuse me. But is it, is it, and this first new comment here is exactly my question. Hi, There's Jesse. An open roster spot. <laughs> Mikhail Maltsev has been torching the yes. AHL. Do you give it to him or do you give it to Kubel as as the guy Ooh, you just man, picked up on waivers? And, it's and going to the waiver claim. I, yeah. know, I know it is, but I got to have the conversation. So, so. It, so here's my honest opinion. Maybe people won't like this. It should be. Maltsev, let him keep going down there. He, he, when Sampo Ranta got sent down, here was my thing with it. It was the right move to do. He clearly wasn't ready. But I can't remember one play where it's like, wow, Sampo Ranta was a, had a... That was on Sampo Ranta glaring error. Maltz have had two of those in a game. Yep. yep. Let him stay down there. He's been down there for 11 games. Give him 20 games, and he's sitting at 30 points. He's feeling great about himself. If you need him, then call him up. You don't need to bring that guy back into your lineup. You have a guy that's proven that you just claimed off waivers, and the Avs pro scouting staff has proven over the last four years. If we're taking a guy off waivers, we feel pretty, pretty good about him. (laughs) (laughs) They've had a lot of hits, but they've also had Marco Danos. But they got rid of him, though. Yeah. Oh, they got rid of him. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't cost you anything. It didn't cost you anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't cost you anything. And, 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 and that, should, that should bring you a little bit of comfort because you're right. They've had a couple where they haven't been great, but all those ones that haven't stuck, they've been quick to get rid of, which goes against the, <laughs> the Patrick Nemeth trend, yeah. right? Uh, True. But it's just you feel comfortable that they at least – like what they're seeing, they're going to try him for a few games now with Comfort probably being out for at least one, right? He, he tried yeah. to skate. I imagine he misses one, then he comes back in. Um, you go with the guy you just claimed because you say he, he's been in the NHL. He's got a point this season. He was okay last year. He was pretty good two years ago. He's been, the, you know, he's one of those guys that gets better during the playoffs, too. The, I was looking at his stats. Yeah. He's, he's a little bit more of like a playoff hound. He, He's 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 a he's a little bit of an undersized guy technically, but he plays with an edge. And honestly, this is maybe gonna be a I little he was off like the 6'1". board. Am I five eleven? Is what he's listed at? Okay. Of which it's the NHL. He's probably listed at six one some places and five eleven somewhere else. You can't trust uh, any listings yeah. anywhere. But honestly, them getting a guy like that, uh, you know, he's taking some runs at Tom Wilson. He's gotten, you know, he he's dropped the gloves several times. 
Curtis McDermott might need to be looking over his shoulder a bit here. Curtis McDermott, his shoulder is about to get sent to the AHL, I think. I'm being dead serious because I think they were expecting that type of play out of McDermott. And they said this is a guy that contributes and can play with a little bit of an edge. I I seriously expect him to be in the lineup a little bit more regularly than people think because he does. He's got exactly that. He can... He can contribute, but he plays with an edge. Two things to note here. First of all, check out AJ's piece on the DNBR.com. He did a deep dive on yep. uh, Kubel. So go go read that. And then shout out to at Hinks on Twitter, a uh, Flyers person, who uh, said, look, Kubel has been a solid bottom sixer for there in previous years. He's had a really down year so far this season. If you can live with the penalties that he takes, he can be a quality guy for you. And this is where genuinely, and maybe this is like way too homer, but I think this is what you've seen out of some of these waiver wire pickups of the last couple of years. Last couple of years. If you go based off these last two games, this is the standard this team sets. And all that stuff that came out uh, post-game podcast. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody talking about Groob in the yeah, chat tonight. Yeah. <laughs> How's that game going? Has anybody looked at I the Seattle Minnesota let me, game? Uh, let me Dude, take a look uh, while you're talking about this. Pit, Pittsburgh threw my my Super Saturday slate. No, it, were you perfect until then? Yeah. Uh, Detroit pulled it out for me, and I was like, "This is going so well." You you actually convinced me to take Detroit. I was I I, I was about to pick against him. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going with what Rudo with, with with what Rudo had tonight. And Pittsburgh um, loses. To Ottawa, All right, man. What is it? Wild scored four goals on twenty-two shots to beat Seattle. What was the final? Four-two. I, I just grew, grew struggle life. I just don't know. I was watching that expansion draft. I said you had a complete. You had you had a team out there could have that could have gotten you into the playoffs in year one, and you could have maybe caught some of that Vegas, you know, misfit. Picked I, you a know. bunch of randos instead. Well, and they picked a bunch of guys that were like AHL tweeners, and it's like these aren't like prospects that are really high yeah. end. These are prospects people were fine with losing. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't get what they were doing with making friends. Trade Gerard people are in shambles tonight. All right, I, I, I don't, I don't get that, dude. Unless it's for William Nylander, one for right. one, yeah. I just don't get that. That, a, you're, you're there's going to be longer stretches of like really bad things happening and like a, a bigger uh, trend. Right. Right? I, think, I think there's a snap judgment. I don't want to put anyone down. Recency bias. I love all sports fans so very much, and I truly believe that casual fans are the most important part of growing yep, hockey. 100%. But a lot 100%. of new fans don't understand the value of a defenseman in the NHL. Mm. Defensemen are just at a premium compared to forwards. It's just a fact in the league. High-quality defensemen are unbelievably valuable compared to forwards. Well, 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 and as an Avs, like, if you're an Avs fan, you've yeah. been spoiled. With Your entire fans. life. Hey, no, yeah. no, no, no. Hold on. Save for 10 consecutive years of just a black hole on the blue line. <laughs> like, that's part of the reason why this feels so good, because for literally 10 years, it was like, Bury your head in the sand. Embarrassment of the NHL, like of a blue line, and Jesse, Jesse, I'm gonna need you to calm down. Lean in. He's leaning in. I'm I like sorry. It. I'm sorry. Peek it out. Peek it but, all the way out. <laughs> my, my whole thing with Gerard is like I, I, I really do believe that 
how dynamic the Avs top four is is what makes them such a special team. When you when when especially with the emergence of Bo Byram this year, Byram, McCarr, Taves, Gerard. There is no team in the Filthy. NHL that, that can even the, come close to competing with that. They are the best defense in the league, hands well, down. Well, unless you're one of the guys that still believes that you need to be big, heavy bruisers on the and, back and, and, on well, the blue and, and line. And so seriously, my whole thing is when, when those guys are all going, right? Let's say you, you, you take them all on maybe not their best night, but when they're having a good night, n- name one of those guys that isn't extremely defensively savvy. You can't. Like yeah. those guys are not bad defensive players. They're they're smaller. And I mean, Bo Byram six one. Are they even right? Gerard is Gerard. Gerard the rest small. of them yeah. aren't that small. And and they have they have such great offensive ability that you can forget that no those all four of those guys that I just listed are really good defensively. And then you've got Eric Johnson, Ryan Murray, who was a lot better tonight. Looked like the healthy scratch sent a little bit of a message. And then you've got Jack Johnson, who has played above what your expectations were, right? I'm not going to go as far as say, like, great, or he's, you know. He's Jack Johnson. You're not expecting a ton out of him. He's Jack Johnson, right. The the absurdist defenseman tonight was Ryan Murray by quite a bit, in my opinion. And and those three guys I just listed on a bottom pairing, you can live with any of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But my whole thing is you roll your third line out. Let's say you're on a, you know, uh, if you're on a, you know, the uh, uh, matching with a third line, third line on third line, you throw Sam Gerrard, Devon Taves out there, you have the two best offensive players on the ice. <laughs> that decor yes, is what accurate. makes them so dynamic. If you're trading for Jack Eichel, William Nylander, I have a hard time naming too many other guys. <laughs> yeah, top line players are top line players, right? Right. But that's what you trade Sam Gerrard for. Other than that, I'm not, I'm not moving him. No way. All right. Yo, the the hate of slander in the chat needs to stop. <laughs> that dude was solid. He was ads. solid. I don't know if he was top pairing solid for as long as they played in there, but he was really good. Yes. Uh, all right. So a couple other things. First of all, someone mentioned Sean Barron's in the chat. Keep your eyes peeled next week. A little something on him. Just, just throwing it out there. Uh, look. By the way, Justin Barron's still coming. Yep. You said Barons. You got Barons, Hellison too. It's like this decor could be dumb. The Evs genuinely, <laughs> five years from now, we could be talking about the Evs as the best team drafting defensemen in the league. It was they Nashville have, for the longest yeah. time, right? Weber, Suter, Ellis, uh, Gerard, Yossi, Gerard, <laughs> and and the Avs took Gerard and like, cool, we're taking Gerard and that mantle. Like that's us now. Yep. It We're was, sick. It really did. It, it transitioned to the Avs, and and yeah, all right. Look, it's it's easy to hit on Makar and and Byram as fourth overall picks. You're gonna get an NHL defenseman out of that, but you're starting to see more and more them find quality in guys that, as Chad has been talking about, the Avalanche fans that lived through the first half of the 2010s. Brad Stewart, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've realized extension before you even played a game. You don't need to chase the veteran D anymore in the NHL. You can play the young kids, and they're pretty good. You guys know the Coco gif where the like mailman has his jaw fall off. That was me when they signed Francois Beauchemin. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, 
that there were one... so many good D on the free agent. That was like one of the last like truly like deep free agent class for defensemen, and they went to like the 14th best guy on the list. <laughs> well, and it's you find out after the fact that it's like. Yeah, there were a ton of teams in on Boschman, but the Avs were the only one that was willing to give him three years. <laughs> the Avs were the only ones that were willing to give him way too yeah. fucking long, yeah. and they're going to have to buy him out. Uh, yep. It, uh, it, uh, so, for just to be historically accurate, the first 60 games, Boschman was actually pretty good. He's all right. And then he fell off a monumental cliff. <laughs> the Was first 60 games of a three-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a 200-plus game contract. Yeah. He was passable. I didn't say it was a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kale. <laughs> and, and since we're talking about contracts, how... Yes. Brilliant! Does the Logan O'Connor contract this offseason look right now? I want to come back to that comment right there, but dude, I mean, I, I can't be more in on Logan O'Connor. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I don't know how I'm possibly more in on that dude. Um, so you're saying you're you like him, I, dude? I, I'm all about him. All right, I love I'm it. I'm all about him. That's a guy that seriously, like that to me looks like a like a long term guy here. Oh, for sure. The way he's uh, playing right now, yeah. And, Let's and, go. This is gonna, but I mean, like he seriously with that work ethic. If he actually starts finishing that, you know, finishing his opportunities, not, not in the near future. But that's a guy that I could see seriously being like a future two C, maybe not on like a cup contending team. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> I'm saying he like if if he keeps progressing the way he is, like I said, it's I'm not a, saying at any point this wait, season wait, wait, or wait, next. Wait, it's been a wait, hot wait, four wait, games. Like let's slow but down. Is, Jesse, <laughs> is, is LOC better than McKinnon? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Has has he worked harder than McKinnon this year? Yeah. Oh. And McKinnon's the ultimate tryer. And that, and that's kind of my thing. Like he he's been fantastic these last handful of games. But you go back two seasons to the bubble. He slotted into the lineup, and he hasn't left. He had a small injury, and he, 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 was, he was a 13th, 14th forward in the bubble. He was not the first guy to come in after injury, and he's now a key guy for the abs yeah. in that bottom six. And I guess my whole point, and like I said, the, the, that's, that's like reaching like crazy. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, <laughs> but, but, and, you but miss it, your own. Wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I stand by the 30 goal for Burakovsky thing. If he would have stayed healthy, I, I, I would have gotten so. there and, yeah. and or he would have gotten there and I would have looked like less of an idiot. <laughs> but but like seriously, Logan O'Connor, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying he'd be a 2C on an Avs team, but like if he keeps progressing the ways by the end of that contract, the Avs win a cup. He could go to a a, a team that's kind of rebuilding and seriously slot into a top 6 role. Kind of in the way that we were talking about Val Nichushkin earlier, where some team would pay him like, hey, come be our second-line center. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a ways to go. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, this is all based on... But is on, ceiling there, Rudo? Do you think his ceiling His ceiling be, is way higher than I thought it was three and that's And exactly. that's my point. Go, that's yeah. my point. Is but that is he a second-line player? <laughs> he's got to sell me on that. Like story. I said, he's got a ways to go, but I just love the fact that he was saying, you know, I need to start finishing more of these opportunities... And he does, and suddenly you look up halfway through the season. And he's a ten-goal player, and you're like, and he's and still young enough. Just that yeah. uh, again. That's it's a reach. Right, it's look, a reach. When you play for the Colorado Avalanche, everyone is a center. Just to yeah. be clear, 
The, this like, is called Ford's and Semi-D's, you know. Gabe Landis got played center tonight. Logan, Logan like, O'Connor is a center, by the way. He doesn't have to play center for the Avs. They have a thousand of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he did. He played center in college. I, he played hey, a little bit with the Eagles, everyone, but not really. Everyone made fun of me because I loved the Val Nichushkin signing. Everyone made fun of me when I said Burakovsky 30 goals. And those are both things that today it's, I feel pretty fucking honestly, good about saying. It's hard to fault Jesse's takes on this podcast. I'm like, not gonna lie like, to you. Some of them have sounded pretty wild, but there's been a handful that have played out. And again, he's got a ways to go. He's had a good four games. I'm just saying that with his work ethic, and if he actually does start finishing some of these, that's a player that we could look at the same way that we've looked at Nachushkin in the last couple of years, where it started as a fringe guy. And he's, he's seriously, through a handful of games, he's looked like he's showing he's a key top six forward for a cup contending team. I'm just saying that Logan O'Connor is on that type of trajectory with the way that he's performed since he's come into the bubble. Look, top six center is a ways away from where he's at. If Logan O'Connor keeps producing at the rate that he's producing right now, the Avs are winning the Stanley Cup. Right, no, like, 100%. And I guess that's kind of my point. And you're handing him the cup first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's just, he is becoming that type of player. And sure. I just, you, you root for that type of guy because he has earned every single inch that he's gotten. And he's proving people right or wrong at every turn. You know what I mean? And and you, you keep going like that. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying he's about to take Nazem Kadri's job, but I seriously, in the same way that Ryan Graves is playing on New Jersey's top pairing this year, I could see Logan O'Connor being that type of guy, depending on what type of success the Avs have. He keeps growing. He gets a fun little contract with, you know, New Jersey or, or something like well, that where they're like, oh. plug him in. I mean, that's the great news is the Evs have him locked up for cheap for the next two yep. years. Right. That's Yeah, right. Exactly. And we'll see how it goes. But find me a game where he hasn't gotten better than he was the last one in the last two years. You know what I'm saying? It's he, He's been great. Yep. No argument there. Uh, you also got a goal from Burakovsky tonight. Uh, a nice finish for him. Uh, it, neat. The game was pretty well in hand at that point yeah. anyway, but that certainly buried it. Uh, look, if the Avs want to play like this, they're they're an easy team to watch. They're an easy team to to catch W's with. So, oh, it's fun. Watch it. The last two nights have been fun. The yeah. uh, <laughs> the prescription from Doctor Dubs is just keep doing that. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Get that guy in the locker and, room. <laughs> and, he, and here's the fun part, right? So let's say they do keep playing like this and they're finding their legs and stuff. Now you add McKinnon back to that. <laughs> You'll let me go. I'll never stop. Dude, uh, I, I feel like people don't understand how podcast works. Right? <laughs> like, I'm hosting the show and I tell these people to talk. And then they talk. <laughs> like... <laughs> I came back here because people can't, people at my last job couldn't shut me up. <laughs> and they offered me a microphone. So I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, but no, it's like, you know, if the team gets back to this, now you add Nathan McKinnon back in and it's just like LOL mode every single and night. And Bo comes back. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and you're rolling. I mean, that's the mythic world that we live in is like one day maybe the abs will actually get home. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 it's not <laughs> mythic. This, hey. 
get the injuries out of the way now. Right. That's that's a myth. Or it's not or, a myth. It's not a myth. Tampa Bay proved last year it's not a myth. <laughs> or milk the injuries into cap circumvention and win the Stanley Cup with a loaded roster. Go trade for eight million dollars over the cap. See, Everyone's magically hurt so, all the time. You know what I honestly thought was gonna happen? And and I'm bummed it didn't. I thought they were gonna trade for Eichel. <laughs> I thought they were gonna move. I thought they were gonna move like Kadri, Comfer, something like that. You know, they were gonna get the caps. Sure, sure. Go LTIR on Eichel and then bring in Kessel and then drop Eichel <laughs> right back in time for the playoffs. Holy shit! Just... I didn't know we were on the X Files tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this that, is getting well, outrageous. Well, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, "Well, tell me that's not what Vegas, Vegas, Vegas's oh, yeah. front office is sweating their asses off right now." Because Eichel's like, "I went on a jog the same day of my surgery." They were like. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't be good to go for like six months, dude. We Jesse cannot. Got some yeah, here. yeah, we can't have you back on the ice in two weeks. Jesse they literally trade him again. drank. I Jesse drank a shot of whiskey. No, I'm not drunk at he all. Was at no, the game. I'm just hyped night. up. <laughs> the thing is, like, he drinks that shot of whiskey and it all comes out. He's like, oh, let's do this. I'm ready. Let's fucking. Go. This has nothing to do with alcohol. This is all just how well the Avs have played for the yeah, last 72 yeah. hours. I am jacked up, the hype dude. train. Seriously, it's out of control. <laughs> uh, but but no, I I seriously did. I was like, Tampa put the blueprint out. Yeah. And I said the Abs or Vegas are gonna do it, and Vegas is gonna try to get away with it. What are they? They're over like by like three point five million or something. More? Dude, if that five? roster's fully healthy, I, I I haven't looked at it since, but. Stone, Pacioretty, and Eichel. Yeah, I think it's somewhere. I that think puts you 3. over, 5 mil. way over. There, yeah. if Eichel really is getting back that quick, they're they're gonna have to make a, a cap dump. I, I still don't see him rushing that though. Oh, they're For definitely not going to. But but I just think that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I just think that they're gonna milk one of those injuries till they have to. Yeah. Unless they want to trade some of those pieces uh, that are down their lineup, which, like I was saying earlier, is exactly what Eichel made so valuable. Unless you're going to start tearing that down this season, Riley Smith, you're going to need one of those guys to stay on LTIR until playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. You, <laughs> you have to, per the rules. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you can't make that work any other way. So that's going to be really interesting to see. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, I was any, gonna say. Sorry, any I'm final just, thoughts we got? I don't think I don't think anyone wants to hear anything else that, from me. <laughs> final thoughts, Jesse. Go. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess we're done then. Chat. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Big win for the Abs. Hopefully they keep it rolling. Got three days off, so we'll be back Monday and Tuesday. Probably talking about Kubel. Probably talking about the Abs injury situation. We'll talk. <laughs> Definitely talking about uh, the Abs injury situation. Yeah. Well, that's always ever present. Uh, all right. Until then. We'll catch you all later.